0: Visit the Bedfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BedfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music
1: Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. From the time Anthony Crawford graduated high school, music was a focal point of his career. The Alabama native went from Opryland to Grand Ole Opry and has worked with such great artists as Roy Acuff, Sonny James, Neil Young, Stevie Winwood, and Vince Gill. While recording in a Nashville studio on a solo project, he met Savannah Lee, who would become his musical partner and his wife. Hot off a 2019 tour with Dwight Yoakam, this duo, performing as Sugarcane Jane, has just released a new record, Ruffled Feathers, Songs in the Key of Me. Anthony and Savannah are my guests on this edition of Americana Music Profiles. Savannah and Anthony, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. How are you guys doing?
2: Fantastic. Doing great. Thanks, Greg.
1: You guys are in Alabama, is that right? We are down
3: in... Uh, South Alabama near the Gulf of Mexico.
1: Did you guys uh, get any of the weather that passed through?
3: Not at all. We we've had, I think that it uh, pretty much sucked all the bad weather out of here and just made it beautiful blue skies. But I'm sure at some point it's gonna uh, get a little bit rainy. I think this weekend but it, yeah. we missed it. Thankfully, yeah, we were, we were
1: good. That's awesome. Yeah, of course the the uh we're in Virginia and and sort of uh in a, uh I'm in the valley of the mountains, but we still catch a lot of the coastal weather. So we certainly uh it's it's that time of the year, so I'm glad you guys have a pretty day to enjoy while you were um yeah. uh, relaxing and uh kids at school. I understand, so that's good. I appreciate uh you guys taking a yeah. few, few minutes out of your day to chat with us about your music and uh what you guys been up to. You you all um Um, uh, Of course, your band is Sugarcane Jane. Um, How long has that been a band? You guys have music careers prior to that, right?
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, Well, for me personally, I started out, um, you know, touring with people as a side man and had a lot of good fortune come my way about being in the right place at the right time i've never claimed to be the most talented person in the world but i think if you're if you do have your uh, your talent and you're in the right place at the right time and you're able to get along with people you can um find your way into some pretty amazing yeah. opportunities as i did um
1: and you got to work with some pretty amazing uh, entertainers, right? Uh, Neil Young sure and Dwight Yoakam and Steve Winwood and folks like that. That's right. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Tons of tons of opportunity came my way, and and uh, I just uh, felt like it was uh, my destiny. Though at some point or another, when I, I met Savannah, to just be doing what we're doing right now. Yeah. So I, you know, I. I love everything that I ever was able to, to accomplish as a sideman, but I didn't really start my performing career as much until I met her. We we just started playing music, and it's, we've got several thousand shows under our belt now uh, after about 11 years. You,
1: you started as a teenager, is that right? Kind of out, I, out of the gate? Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah I did I I, I mean I played a lot of shows as a solo but not not focused I didn't have any merch and I didn't really book myself all the time and so when I got with Savannah you know much later in my life I we we actually had everything organized she's a great organizer and along with being a musician she's able to make everything logistically work and especially when you're trying to when you have three kids and you're trying to figure out babysitters as long, as, as much as a, a venue, <laughs> right? It, it's right, tough. Right.
1: Yeah. yeah. Savannah, what what did you do prior to you guys getting together in your musical career?
2: Well, I moved up to Nashville, uh, which is where I met Anthony, and uh, I was trying to be a you know songwriter. I was going that route. Played it, the Bluebird and Broken Spoke and. Douglas Corner, all those places, and then I ended up uh, kind of falling into a, a recording studio, like an analog studio uh-huh. called Deep Field, and um, managed that studio for I don't know, um, you know, five years or so. Okay, that's where I actually met Anthony. Right, he came in to that studio to record, and I really fell in love with his music. Um, before I knew who we was uh-huh. So we kind of um, We kind of knew each other And were friends with each other For uh, about 10 years Before we actually got together
1: Wow How how long um, after that Was it that you guys decided To, to put the band together And play mm-hmm. together professionally
2: Well we did it right away I mean um, You know that's, uh, it Just always playing music Always seems like a better way to live than working in an office i've done i
4: was
2: you know i moved out of nashville after a failed marriage so um i got back home and just moved down to the beach where there was lots of sunshine and i was really just uh you know looking to just kind of take it easy for a while and so I started. I started playing my music and getting back into that. And then Anthony moved down not long later. And um, so we started. I guess it was January of 2009. He was actually still touring with Neil a lot of that year. But when he was not on tour, we were we were just playing locally uh-huh. around the beach, uh-huh. having a good time, just having fun.
1: Yeah. So you guys are, are fairly fairly new parents then, right? Uh, within the last Ten years. It sounds like.
2: Yeah, we didn't. We didn't wait too long to start having having Davies. Uh, apparently, we're quite fertile people. <laughs> <laughs> so we we had Loretta uh, in July of 2010, and then we have Levon Cash, and uh, he's seven now. And then Dusty Lee, a little girl, and she's four. So we named them all after artists, of course.
1: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so when did when did you put the band together, officially?
3: Oh well, we're actually we're actually a duo most of the time. Okay. We we went out on, we went out on a tour with Dwight Yoakum last year before the pandemic hit. We we had a really successful tour, but he wanted a full band, so we put one together, and I put oh, like cool. two, okay. Yeah, you know, just some childhood friends that were really good musicians, so we, we called it the Bucket Fillers, because we wanted to just be out there putting uh, good good vibes in people's bucket. You know, there's a book that our kids read, we read to our kids, that, uh, it's called, the you know, Bucket Filler or something, I forget what it is, but it had Bucket Filler in it, and we, that whole concept of, you know, you can fill somebody's bucket with good stuff or bad stuff, so... Yep. Anyway, so we went out, we played, so we had that band, we put the band together, at different times, Savannah and I have had different configurations, but the nucleus of who we are is just Savannah and myself, and it's uh, based around just our harmonies and the uniqueness of our approach to writing songs. I feel like we're a little bit of an odd cookie in the batch.
1: But you guys have been recording for a while, right? You have a new record out, but it's not your first one, is that right?
3: No, it's our actually our tenth
1: tenth, okay.
3: Studio CD, and then we have I have several, you know, maybe four or five solo CDs. So we have tons of music that we produce, and we also produce other people uh, that we come across that we feel like we're a good fit with. But um, there's uh, there's a lot of music flowing through our veins. All the time, yeah. It's usually, just me and Savannah.
1: And the the new record is "Ruffled Feathers: Songs in the Key of Me." And did I read it right that you guys wrote you, the song you did? for uh, like in a week? You got the music you, right, yeah.
3: Yes, that it, we are we are uh, pretty amazed that all of the projects we've ever produced came about quite quickly, but. Some some were just like, took forever, but this one was very special, and it's fueled by the emotions of, of the current
1: yeah.
3: uh, environment, and so, but not, it's not like a total political record or anything, but I felt a spirit moving inside of me, and I call it my Holy Spirit, because I, I have at times had a difficult uh the part of writing lyrics. I'm usually a music person okay. first, if anybody wanted to know, how do you write your songs? I usually write music first, which this time, I wrote it all at one time. I, I know the music. I played the guitar first, but the, the the music and the words fit together without even trying. I wow. I, I did That's very cool. little rewriting or anything. It, the, the words just came to me as if my spirit was writing them and keeping me out of the way.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And so the whole CD, I would write a song. Like, for instance, when Savannah taught me how to get on Facebook Live, that uh-huh. was a pretty dangerous thing for <laughs> her to do. But I, I found it very inspiring to be able to go out and connect with people yeah. in the studio. And uh, we've been ambiguous people for 11 years. Nobody knew anything about us other than boy they sure can sing or whatever <laughs> yeah and, but in in these particular times we we've, we've noticed that it's you you got to just if you don't notice what's going on you got to be on one side or the other and so we just we just came out a little bit about how we felt about things and then but the, the main message we are just all about is tolerating everybody in their opinion, just trying to be thoughtful about other people as they uh-huh. figure out how to move forward. Right. So that in itself is where we stood, no matter wh- what you feel or who you're voting for or anything, it's all be tolerant of someone who is making their mind up and right. and even those who are just it's concreted into their decision. It's all it's all a choice. And so in other words, we're just trying to promote Tolerant and also just being uh, kind-hearted about yes. your reply to somebody yeah. on Facebook. Yeah. And that doesn't always happen. It doesn't. So, But that, the record itself, I would write a song. Within two hours, I would have a song that was not even a thought in my head. I would have it written. Wow. Rec- written and recorded, fully produced, and I would play it for my little uh, friends on facebook right after i did it i was so excited about wow. hey here's another one you know wow, that's cool yeah so we, we we had nine songs in six days and then i had written an instrumental prior to this beginning of that so it was this and then savannah did the graphics which is one of the best graphic designs that we have of all of our cds
4: she oh, put it all
3: together yeah. in one day wow. one day so
1: wow the, yeah wow. we it out
3: to the people So that's how it happens.
1: And you have your own studio, is that right?
3: Yes. It's uh, a beautiful little console. I have a a really nice analog sound workshop, 34-channel mixing console. And then we have a lot of old microphones, amps, guitars. We do use Pro Tools for the tape machine, if you will, but we don't have, like, tape. But we have a lot of analog gear, and we use it to make it sound all analog and whatever so it, it's really a, a, a thing to have your own studio and know how to work it it really sure. helps
1: yeah well i really dig the kind of i i guess the term is vintage sound that you've That's right. captured with your music and that analog I, i'm i'm old enough to remember the 70s and 80s music and uh what how that felt and it uh, it there, there's a there's a magic to that that's hard to capture or create with the new digital material.
3: Oh, sure. I think it really does come uh, to be an obvious thing when you start listening to the drums. You know, the, I, I like those drum sounds of the '70s and the '60s, and I think a lot of people use sample drums on their music these days. And there's something about my relationship that I had with Neil Young. I learned a lot about recording from being in the room with all those great engineers and musicians and just the the way that they thought about music. Yeah. And they didn't over-edit things to make it perfect. They just let the thing breathe and and be what it is. And that's a big part of it, is just let it, don't overthink it. Don't be a perfectionist with
1: it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there there's actually magic I think sometimes in the in the slight imperfections with, with music.
3: Oh certainly. People edit out their magic and they don't even realize right. it because something that sounds a little funky when you put it down might wind up being something ultra fantastic when another part is introduced yeah. to it. And and it it just you you can't you can't over edit it. It just it just takes the magic out of it to
1: right. me. Yeah, yeah, I love that vibe. So the the record is just recently out, right? Did I see the fourteenth? It was released officially. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Fourteenth. Yeah. Um. What. What will it look like, tour-wise, with this? Or, or will you be able to tour when when we can? Get back to some sort of touring type schedule again. Do you guys have a, a a plan of how you will how you will take it out to the public?
3: Well, um, we would love to think that, that the world would calm down after November. It's just it's just been such a, a you know a, a, the people of this country are just have been just beat up. Mm-hmm. Everybody's just so tired of it for just just the, the anxiety of everybody anxiety of everything so we would love to be able to go back out and tour uh sometimes in 2021 hopefully that's when things might lighten up but the future is so uncertain that it's difficult to even plan anything sure but what we do plan on doing is doing more of our facebook live shows because at least we're connecting with people and and we feel some sort of a live show with them, but it's certainly not like being with them right but we uh we, when the pandemic started in March, we did forty three shows in a row and we called it the hibernation tour <laughs> and we cool. and we found out that we did as far as just uh financially not to be talking about that part as much, but it did work out when we played, we didn't have to pay babysitters or gas or food or else. Yeah. so in other words we were able to go on there and and the the uh the, the gratuity was just enough to float our boat
4: so yeah. yeah we
3: found that it was it actually worked out to be just as good financially to do it at home but yeah. we missed the people sure. you know being, being with them
1: do you all um, has house concerts been a part of what you've done in the past? Is that something that you would do moving forward when when we can?
3: Oh well, we have done a few of those, and we would we would certainly entertain the thought of doing that in the future because it does seem like a um, you know more of a controlled environment and uh, that sort of thing. We we actually enjoy that sort of thing, but uh, we were really excited about our positioned career was uh, moving forward doing things like there's nothing better than opening for an iconic entertainer like Dwight Dwight Yoakam. We had standing ovations on all of our shows with him, so we know that that they had no clue of who we were at all, so I think that it it was a proving ground for us to know that we can go in and play for people. But you know, once we came out and told people how we feel about certain things, you know, we've we've polarized ourselves with some, and then game fans in other areas. So it's still just all about the same. But but who knows what the future's going to bring? But we're we're definitely uh, willing to go. Yeah. but We we want to pick back up where we left off. We don't necessarily look forward to going back and playing. You know, like a restaurant or
1: something. Right.
3: that We did like when we were just beginning. Yeah,
1: yeah. Are you um? Are you constantly writing? Uh, I mean, do you do you have material in your in your mind or in the can already that you look forward to what the next project will be?
4: Oh yeah,
3: I've i pretty much have been a songwriter before I met Savannah. I would go out with Neil Young or Dwight or Steve Winwood, and I would make enough money to be able to just have my time to myself and I would spend it all just my time being in my own studio up in Nashville and I, I just hibernated away into my own little world and yeah. wrote hundreds and hundreds of songs but there has never been a time in my life like there, the like right now because if you are a songwriter and you can't write a song right now then you might <laughs> yeah. want to
1: hang it up yeah yeah there's a lot to write about the land
3: of fertile yeah. it? so you could just throw a seed of thought out there and it will grow overnight yeah and he
2: actually he's written three more songs since we did the uh, Ruffle feathers album that's in the same vein you know i think they kind of go together so it's possible that there might be a ruffled feathers two. okay something like that because they they seem to be flowing right
3: now for him the the only reason why i quit writing was because i had two or three people that i had production projects with and i felt like i better get on with it because it was just hanging there but so i've i've got them out of the way now and i'm i'm just right after we hang up i might go out there and just write another song because (laughs) it's just they're they're in me right now and i i love it
1: yeah and then one of
2: one of those songs he wrote um, with with Neil Crazy Horse drummer Ralph Molina is uh-huh. really fantastic. It's like an anthem, uh, so I'm looking forward to getting that one out as soon as possible. But so far we got two albums this year, so okay, you know, wow, got, that's that's we good. We might
1: Savannah. Savannah, are you? Do you write as well?
2: You know, I used to write when I moved up to Nashville, but I tell you what, it was it was really, like, work for me. I yeah. mean, I, I love melodies, and I love singing harmony. Um, they don't come as natural to me as they do for Anthony. When I met him and I started going through his catalog, he's got about 400 or more just, like, really great songs. I mean, his worst song is wow. better than my best song, and wow. I, so I just kind of hung that part up. Yeah, And, yeah, I'm so busy with just, like he said, the logistics and just being a mom um and, and learning my bass part, Anthony taught me how to play
4: uh-huh.
2: uh, this little youth bass that I I really fell in love with cool. and uh, I, I think it's my instrument. I've um I played, you know, guitar and piano and different instruments throwing yeah. off and all but um, I just love the sound of the youth bass and it it works well for what we're doing to give us a full sound. So I've got my hands full. Yeah. I the writing to them. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, it sounds like you guys have have found yourself in a really neat place at life, in spite of what's going on outside the four walls. And so, I, I it's encouraging to to hear your story and 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 realize that we don't have to be, um, if I can use the word, victim of what's going on around us. You know, if you if you're seeking kindness oh, yeah. and 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 uh, you know, trying to trying to do what you do best, you can you can find that rhythm and still. Uh, find peace, so that's that's cool. I think so.
3: I think it takes getting out there, paving a new. It's like the roads are still out there; we just have to pave them again. Yeah, because it, uh, you know, just this is. My dad was always very analytical about making analogies about things, but I do see that that we're just kind of like paving our own path again, and we're doing the same thing we always did. We were, and the funny thing about people who have been upset with us voicing our, you know, opinion or concerns about where we're headed as a country, I think those people need to understand that we're still the same people. That's the whole thing is people that came to our shows, they would just tap their foot, get a great feeling from us, whatever. We're still those people. But I think that this whole thing has just turned everybody into a sour, uh, you know, sour person at different times, but Mm -hmm. I think that being a positive person, like Savannah and I usually are very positive people, but I tell you, when you get in a room of of kids arguing, it can turn you into a different person, and that is the same thing I see when you see what's happening in this country, and the arguing amongst adults and on Facebook and just all of this, that and the other, it really makes you a bit sour. So you have to really be careful about not seeking that path of kindness and I'm guilty as well. Sometimes something will just rub me the wrong way and I'll just knee-jerk reaction say something that's not kind. But I do feel guilty about it and there's something in my body that won't let that go and so I'll usually wind up apologizing or just you know somehow making it right. right and and that's what i think people probably are a lot like me there's a lot of good people out there in the world despite what everybody's saying oh, I, yeah. think we're, I think we're all, right. we're all we're all we're okay i yeah. mean we're, there's things that need to be fixed but for the most part everybody's pretty much wanting the same thing they want freedom and they want the opportunity to prosper and safety for their family and sure. children and, you know, just yeah. that good old American way of life. And yeah. I love it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's so cool. So you guys have a, a, the new record is Ruffled Feathers, but you have a catalog of other records as well. What's the best way for folks to, to find your music and get in touch with you guys and, and learn more about what's going on in your music world?
3: Always the best way is to go to sugarcanejane.com that's our website you can read anything you want to about us follow anything that you want to and you can buy the merchandise and it goes directly to us but it we are on spotify and, you know pandora and all of the other youtube all of that kind of stuff but if you really want to just get right up close with us go to the sugarcane. Jo- sugarcanejane.com and and that's the same with any artist You know, that's that's, that's how artists could make it through. Sure,
1: yeah. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today and and tell us your story and uh, help us learn more about your music, and we certainly wish you the best going forward. Thank you, guys.
2: Oh, Greg, thank you. We appreciate it, Greg. Thanks
1: so much. Let's take a listen to one of their latest tracks, Feelings in a Song. This is Sugarcane Jane.
4: Well now let me try to explain What I'm feeling in a song It's the only way
1: Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the internet at AmericanaRhythm.com.
0: Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years' experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more.